We're back. I need like mixer station That's true. sound effects. We'll see. We're only done this three times, which I think is an amazing record for consistency. We're getting there. It's happening on the same day, even though not the same time. That's amazing consistency. The dog continues to whine. Yeah. When the dog whines, they drink. Each time. So. Good. I'm gonna get. Uh, we can talk Please. about the barn. Kick it um, off. Uh, bring up this. We don't introduce barn. ourselves anymore. We did uh, on the first one. This is Kim. Is that part of an intro thing? I'm Kim. Yeah. This is Jason. View- all the new viewers. We have been working for high school sweethearts. We've been building a business, building a life together since I was 15, yeah. and I'm not 15 anymore. Even the business is 15 years old. Yeah. And I was 15 when we started doing this. Yeah, so crazy. Do some math and look me up and figure out how old we are. But yeah. <laughs> so we recently started recording these sessions about topics that come up during our work week as co-owners of a business, entrepreneurs who fix the kids to be quiet. Kids are loud. Go ahead. Entrepreneurs who are always coming up with ideas, parents who work from home. And we have two kids that are school-aged. We're going to start homeschooling in the fall, which is crazy. Yeah, um, and they've kind of been in our... Whoa, what was that on your Twitter? Oh, the Discord. Something. Oh. oh, this is Isaac sent me a video. Oh, it says pennies. I, I thought it pennies. said a different word. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I don't know. He sent me a YouTube video. with. Uh, our son's pennies. getting very much into memes. Lately. Oh, he's, he loves memes. He loves memes. The but I, there's I a lot know. of memes that are yeah, not for kids. So every time there's a meme that comes That's up. That's scary. The, I'm like, what's it about? The Google oh. safe search is doing a pretty good job, but I hope it can hold up. I don't think it can. Oh, well. So yeah, that's who we are. That's why we're doing this. It's helping us, I think, because we had always said, like, we should talk once a week, like, on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock when the kids are at school. Well, that doesn't happen. it doesn't happen because we didn't have accountability, but it feels like we have accountability now because we are recording it and putting it out there and saying we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's funny. It's like we, like, yeah, it's hard. Will we actually talk about these topics if we weren't podcasting it? Maybe, maybe not some of them. Although we do talk about very private things like last night that we wouldn't have talked about here in impromptu ways. So oh, they're just okay. not scheduled. But. <laughs> what is she talking about? Yeah. yeah. We're going to get really okay. comfortable. We're going to share no, everything. I don't think so. That's the best way. Is it? Okay. Well, let's dive in. We started um, <laughs> kicking off these podcasts with a recap of what, is going on with the construction project yeah. at our house. It's exciting. This week they took the garage door down. Yeah. And then the next day they put up the windows. Yes. And the garage is about 20 feet tall. And the windows go almost floor to ceiling. And yeah. in our, my mind, it was pretty crazy thinking about it, like what it would look like. And in reality, it's like, that is crazy. Like I yeah. said, it looks like a dollhouse that you just stand, you can see all inside. It's a little reflective, a little bit. You're worried about the privacy. I guess part of that, but also just like, it's an interesting thing where you're like, oh, like it's as if there's no wall there. That's yeah. kind of wild that like, um, the building's like a little bit off the road. Yeah. So people don't really get I was there. concerned when we made this plan, it would look a lot like a place of worship. Oh yeah. And it kind of looks it like, is like a, a place church of look. worship. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a look for churches. Yes, to have an entirely glass front. Um, I think when we put the cross on but, top, it's really going to sell it. <laughs> I said place of worship. I don't even want to say like, uh, church, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I think I'm going to worship being alone in that place. Yes. So it can 
stay that way. So yeah, that's the update. We don't. I was gonna. Yeah. Why don't I try to just show oh, a picture get a from picture? my phone? Is that hard? And hold it up. Yeah, that's probably the Is that what safest people do way that to are do cool? it. So we don't have to oh share screen. That's before. Look. You have it. And don't worry about our daughter like photobombing the back. There. Does that work? A little bit. Yeah, there it is. Um, Used to be a garage. Now there. It's got windows. It's an entirely it looks, like steel pole it looks, barn. It's beautiful. It's like a really cool look. Oh, there. Make it brighter. Hold and on. then I'm like, oh, this is just a storefront. It's like any you know strip mall storefront. Um, but nice. it's cool. It's um. Okay. Looks, looks Moving on. Can't wait till it's all done. <laughs> all right, first topic. And we I warn you that this is largely. Do you want to let her technical? Into the sunroom. Do you want to go outside? This is largely a technical oh. uh, business space. There's a sprinkling of, I think, only one life topic. Yeah. So this is a very business heavy one, Mom. You can skip this week. I thought you were talking about me because you call me mom. No, not yet. <laughs> my mom, I mean my real mom. Okay. Um, but hey, when school starts, I was just thinking like, man, it's kind of hard to come up with topics. Mm-hmm. Like we came up with a bunch yesterday, but when school starts, it's going to be crazy. Like, you think there's going to be topics be so for much days. stuff to talk about. Yeah. Oh, I'm already. The, the dog is not sure. ready. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, for school. If First anyone's time, there yeah. and the dog is really distracting to you all, we can... <laughs> they can ride barely here. The microphone works, but it's, it's like in the us. back of my... They yeah. hear this, though, when you boom your um, hand. I noticed that yesterday when we were oh, recording, we too. I had no way to tell you that you were pounding oh, like, every time you would talk. It was talk, like on a pillow. Talk, That's talk, like talk, an talk. awkward... Oh. Yeah. It was something. I keep my hands off the table. Yeah. Where we got like a mic stand that's, you know, maybe we can have someone... Hey, too bad the dog doesn't have hands or she could hold a boom <laughs> mic for us. It would like give her something to do. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to kick her out. Maybe when you talk about this first thing, I'll leave. We're going. And keep the dog out. Okay. Go. We're going to your dad's mm-hmm. place soon. So yeah, let's jump to it. Okay. Um, I'll introduce the topic. This one, uh, uh, the topic here is why open source and the GPL license for okay. paid memberships pro and the other software we use. Right. Like, open source in general as a concept for software. Why do we do it? Um, Did something prompt you to yeah, I'm trying, add we, this to the topic we, list? You know what? We started talking about it at the end of the last episode. And okay. I said, oh, we should just talk about that sometime. Oh, right. Like how it's hard to explain to your parents that you're how you make create something yeah. that is technically free yeah. and available, but you can still profit from it and right. how. So maybe we explain how that works. Yeah, it yes. is. I don't, I don't remember the full discussion last week, but it was when we introduced paid memberships for our business mm-hmm. or they say, Oh, it's software. What does it do? And you say, uh, the software helps you collect membership payment for access to a WordPress site. Hey, everyone home. Tell you this. And then they say, how much does it cost? And we say, Oh, it's free. And then they say, Oh, how do you make money? And we make money on primarily there's one membership level on our site, the PM Pro Plus. It's $297 right now, but in the future, everyone's going to reference this video and ask for a discount because <laughs> that's the way it works. You put it out there, people find there's like at some point it was like $19 a month. And uh, every once in a while, someone's like, is that still $19? And you're like, no, it's not. Um, anyway, so we have a plan, PM Pro Plus, that uh, people will pay for that to gain access to support. We have a team of 13, 14 people now. Uh, most of them all do support where we answer like tough technical questions and user questions for people trying to use the software. Um, and then we have automatic updates. Some of our plugins, we call them the plus plugins. They add functionality to the core plugin. 
And some of them, you it's easiest to get it through our site and it's only possible to get automatic updates from your WordPress dashboard through our site. And if you're a plus member, you get them. Um, and in reality, it's kind of like, you just have to have some point where you ask for money. A lot of our users either know or don't care that it's available for free and they just say, oh, I'm buying this software. It's fairly inexpensive at $300. I need it. I'm, this is the official source. I'm going to pay for it. Um, so that's maybe one lesson for people like, why would you pay for it? And it's just some people, you might maybe you've noticed this in your own life with things. You're like Even though it's available for free, you're like, I want the official version. I don't want to deal with like a headache. It's like, oh, I can figure out on my TV, like through Xfinity, how to find the movie. And there might be ads in it, but there might not be ads. Or maybe I have to have FX or not, or it's going to show it to me or not. I'm like, okay, I guess. But maybe I'm just going to sit down and pay $4 to Amazon because I know it's going to stream it perfectly in perfect resolution mm -hmm. with no ads. I'll just pay for it. Um, or, you know, you can download shows online for free, but you're like, hey, I'm going to get it directly from the source. Um, you know, you can find music for free on YouTube, but that's not fun. It's like buy the album on iTunes and you can play it anytime or use Spotify. So, yeah, so that's part of it. Like people want to pay, um, even though it's free. Some people just pay. Um, what have you said so far about open source? I guess I was just explaining Start over. No. people say, how do you make money? So I was okay. saying how we make money on PM Pro, but I didn't even get into the license stuff. Right. Um, you have to be creative. It's not always obvious what the pricing model for an open source product should be. And some never figure out a model that works. Yeah. Right. Some products are open source and not that it's open. You know, where are you going? I'm going to be quiet. Oh. <laughs> this is a fail. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves me to talk about this. Should we just move on? Does anyone want to talk about open source anymore? I don't. I'm going to just move on to the next topic because I think that I just can't talk about open source when he's gone. So we're just going to move on. My final word is it does work. Find the right pricing model. Find the right way to prove value in a product you know, that sits alongside the open source code. And that's what you sell, right? Yeah. It still confuses people. They still say, I'm using the free version. I want to use the pro version. Mm -hmm. It's partially a naming problem for the product, yeah, but know. it's largely just an expectation that most users aren't familiar with a product that would be complete and open and available already to them. Yeah. And they don't quite understand what paying. We also, have the, we also have the opposite. Like people are so used to getting things for free in WordPress that they're like, oh, I have to pay for this now? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it costs a lot of money to keep this running. <laughs> like you got to yeah. pay for it. Um, but that's part of doing business. And like no matter, I say like no matter how you ask for money or how much money you ask for or when you ask for money, like someone's going to complain. Yes. And it can be easy to give the squeaky wheel the attention, um, but try to focus on you know, what's working and not working otherwise with, uh, with, with regards to pricing. But, okay, you, you had the last word. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> Sounds quick. I mean, I could talk about That's one I could talk about forever. Okay. Um, but we don't have to. Our next topic is we've had some surprise kid injuries this week, and every family has a kid who occasionally gets sick or occasionally wakes up with a weird bump or a rash or something and more this week than ever 
I felt like I was trying to be a doctor Yeah. for injuries. I was barely like, I have no idea. Yeah. Marin closed the door on her wrist. Yes. Um, And it was a little bit hurt, but it wasn't like visibly swollen. It wasn't purple. She wasn't screaming in pain. Like it was broken. But for three days, she kind of just walked around with a limp. Held limp. And that's like, <laughs> then when you read Google, and Google says like, you know, the wrist in an awkward position. Yeah. Which I find very awkward. Like naturally to hold your wrist that down. Mine doesn't yeah. even bend that way, the way hers does. And I was trying like, think of, I've never hurt my wrist, I don't think. I've hurt my ankle. So mm-hmm. I was trying, in my mind, I pictured like the doctor checking my ankle out the ankle and, and I was trying to do the same thing at the wrist. Like, can you do it this way and this mm-hmm. way? And can you hold something, you know, like, and just assuming like, how can I tell if it's broken or not? Cause I guess I was worried there was some small chance it was actually broken and we had to go get it checked out. Like, could it be broken? Still feel like it, we don't know. Yeah. You know, and but I think, yeah. yeah. Parents have to do that all the time. Like yeah. piece together, you know, some information that a child's giving you. Yeah. And then piece that with like your understanding of your child's pain tolerance. Yeah. And piece that with what you're reading, what feels safe. Like right now, jumping and going to the doctor isn't the best no, sure. choice all the time. Like yeah. you want to be a little bit preventative. You want to stay home yeah. and wait and see. It's also like ear infections are like, you just, you can just wait it out. If they're Sometimes. fine, they're not complaining. It's going, but it seems like if they're viral most of the time or something, it's like you wait it out and wait it out. And then two weeks later, they're like crazy sick and you have to go and you're like, can I have just gotten antibiotics last yeah. week? And this, I would have missed like this worst sickness because we let it go and it didn't really go away. Or, um, I remember when they were like really small, like couldn't talk at bedtime than like hitting their head or something. And I'm like, okay. Oh, did they, or maybe like toddler, maybe they could talk a little bit, but like, you worry if they have, sometimes they hit their head and you worry if they have a concussion, mm-hmm. but it's like bedtime and they say like, don't let them fall asleep. Oh, and you're like, it's nine o'clock at night. Like they were going to sleep. Like they're sleeping. Yeah. Is that from the concussion or they're just tired? Oh my gosh. What's going to happen? I, I don't know. I usually, if it goes on for so long and I'm curious, you know, would you go to the doctor in this case? You just like invoke the mom army, talk to your friends. What would uh, you yeah. do? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just it interesting. Sometimes. I just felt very much like we had to make keep making those kinds of decisions yeah. with both kids. We're getting kind of hurt. Isaac hurt his ankle, <laughs> and you're like, they're fine. It's you know, I think that too. It's like it's hard to tell how hurt a kid is. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they're like crazy tough. Mm-hmm. Like remember, remember Isaac um, hurt his nose. He tripped, oh, yeah. and his nose hit the corner of like the TV stand, and it cut, and he was bleeding all over. And we just like paper toweled, like stopped the bleeding. We couldn't really see what was going on. And we're like, definitely that's bad enough. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. He's going to need stitches. And then we got to the hospital and he was sitting on the counter. He stopped crying. Um, and the doctor like just looked at him and was like, kid's not crying. He's probably okay. You know? Um, and the doctor, I think, barely looked at his nose. That was a very weird situation. But and yeah. Then, yeah. Wasn't. And then we were like, cool, let's go get uh, milkshakes yeah. to kind of calm down on the ride home. And then we're driving. I look in the rearview mirror as he's sucking on the straw of the milkshake. The force of that is like forced his nose to go up. And I saw like into his, his head, like into his mouth, like his nose kind of flapped up. And there was like, there's a hole. And his nose is like disconnected from his face. And I was like, oh my goodness, how did we not notice this? Like, yeah. that, like I don't know. I feel like that would be an incredible amount of pain. He was like, was he like four or five at the time? Um, but he, he toughed that out, you right. know? And um, yeah, so that was a weird situation. And we went, then we went to the doctor. And he was like, oh yeah, like he needs stitches and then we took him in and 
it was the same plastic surgeon and we didn't like that guy. So we didn't get the stitches. You weren't there. Um, you had to go on a trip. You had to go on a plane. I went with my mom, was, my was, dad. Oh, you, did you go? I Marin was there and the, the baby first time. You were there the first time. Oh, the okay. second time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I remember you were kind of texting me. Yeah. And, and I like, wouldn't let that man yeah. operate on my child. Yeah. So we left. like, it must be okay. And then like, it kind of was okay. Like you just had to like yeah. sealed back together. He has a scar. It was one of those like borderline stitches. Probably if you got stitches, they could have made it like look a little nicer or something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they tough that out. And then like, but they're whining because like, you know, it's hot and they don't want to walk. Um, or when we go on hikes, you're like, are they really tired? Or they're just like complaining. Because sometimes kids just complain for no reason. And you're, so it's really hard to like understand their mental condition if they're being really tough or whining because right. like they'll, you know. And some go. kids are very afraid to go to the doctor. So if you right. even ask them if they think it's so bad and they get the sense that that might equal a trip to the doctor, mm -hmm. forget it. They're going to, yeah, I'm totally fine. fine. Yeah. Like, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, is there going to be a shot at the doctor? I don't know. Well, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's weird. Okay, do you want the last word on Dr. Dad? Um, yeah, we uh, we do okay. <laughs> that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, is that, uh, yeah, I don't have a last word. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to introduce this one because you're going to talk about it more? Oh, uh, maybe. Go for it. Okay. Am I? Next topic. We this topic is a business topic. It's about offering free trials mm -hmm. for your product, for your membership, for anything. And we recently had a user, not a customer, who was disappointed in how our software was going to handle trials for them and just would not accept any of our approaches sure. to make it work for them. But it prompted a larger discussion about how complicated trials are. So, yeah. So in this case, um, when you're in paid memberships pro our software, when you're setting up a membership level, you can set a payment immediately and a recurring payment and you can set a trial and there's a few different ways to do it. You can either discount the initial payment or you can set something up like, hey, it's free for three months and then there's add-ons to do it. Every gateway handles it. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. complicated yeah. by itself. This is why we haven't just done it. Like, I guess that's like a side topic is like sometimes it's like, why don't they just make like I, okay, the main issue is like when you use a, a trial mm -hmm. and your membership's up, you can just get the trial again. That's how our software is coded by default. Right. If there's a trial of some sort, among three different ways. Yes. Your membership's canceled, and then you just sign back up again, you get the yes. trial rate again. So it turns out that keeping track of this is pretty difficult, and mm -hmm. so we haven't gotten to it yet. I don't know if any of our competitors do it out of the box to handle it really well. We do have like a really good workaround. Mm -hmm. um, we have a little bit of code. It's like you set up a, a level that's your trial, and you can only use that once, and there's code that says like, hey, if you have level one, you can't have that level anymore. Yep. And it's really nice, it's like, you have a level with all your trial people and you have your real membership level and yeah. you can keep them, you know, it's situated. It's way more clear to do it the two level route than yeah. one level and like strip away trial yeah. data and for yeah. a, a resubscribe. Yeah. And there's all kinds of problems. Like how do you notify the user that their trial is up? And why? Like you have to update the price and everywhere. It's like, it's a hard problem. And um, so I guess that's one thing, like this guy was upset. He thought it should just work. And like, sometimes it's hard to do it. And I was like, he's focusing on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, and I see this a lot with our customers 
they they see people like abusing the system, you know, using the trial over and over again. And they're like, how do I stop them from doing it? Mm -hmm. And to be fair, like it could be a problem if you're charging a lot of money for your content, you know, like people are getting it for free. It's not great. At the same time, like if you if you if you don't have to put money out, um, like you know, it's just a, a video or a course or mm -hmm. you know, membership access and stuff. It doesn't actually cost you an incremental price per user. Um, then it's not really costing you anything to have these leeches, and you can handle mm -hmm. them retroactively. You can reach out to them and be like, "Hey, man, like you yeah. shouldn't have been doing using the trial." And there's ways to lock people out and stuff. Um, instead, you should be focusing on the people. Like that person doesn't want to pay you, and you spend so much effort right. and resources. Like, how do I stop people? Like, okay, now I have it so the trial can only be used once because they use the workaround we recommended. But what if they create a different email address? And you're like, yeah, they might do that. Or like, what if they create like a different address or something else? And you can build all this stuff to keep them from accessing your content. Meanwhile, you're making it harder for the legitimate customers to access your content, and you're just your eyes off the ball. It's like um, this so, is also like an IP address <laughs> restriction, which people, oh yeah, people ask do that. a lot for. Yeah. So, someone completes checkout, and you're very concerned about account sharing. Yeah. Which large subscription businesses like Netflix and yeah. Disney Plus, like they're still figuring out account sharing, and they just try to monitor it. Yeah. But if you're so concerned, you would like, okay, they signed up, their IP address was this. Like every session for the rest of their membership has to happen. So then you have a person who goes to visit family, goes on a holiday and, and can't, can't log access. in. Yeah. Or I buy yeah. it for the office. Everyone in the office has a membership, but it only lets one person because it looks like the same IP. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're spending like, like there's, there's, it's a really, it's like a arms race. It's a really hard technical problem. And like, what is it doing? It's keeping like one guy who's abusing your site a little bit, who's never going to pay you yeah. while you're not spending time trying to make it better for the people who do. And I'm glad you brought up Netflix because that was the other point I wanted to make was that huge businesses also have the same issue and they let it go. Netflix, like famously, people every month would get a new net. They just change their email address, get a new email address from Google or learn how to put a plus sign in your email and sign up for a new subscription to Netflix. And it's like, it's done. Sign up again. And Netflix did nothing to solve this problem. They were a multi-billion dollar company and they still let people take advantage of their trials this way. Um, and in many cases, like they were paying for it, like they, you know, like, I don't know exactly, the, you know, every other podcast is sponsored, used to be sponsored by Netflix and you mm -hmm. signed up and they would, so like, but they knew like, Hey, those people are still on our system. Mm -hmm. They eventually might become customers. Like in the meantime, they're learning to like our product, and you're going to kind of eventually want to pay. This happened with me with the New York times. I would read Paul Krugman's blog in, in incognito mode. And you're like, I really should just buy it. Yeah. Like, why am I? you know, doing this all the time. Like I've appreciated it for these years yeah. where I was financially less capable. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm at a place where I'm more yeah. financially capable of paying and I'm going to pay. And, yeah. Like, and um, Disney plus too, like me. they know people are sharing accounts. They have technology now that can tell IP addresses in two different states. Mm -hmm. You're probably sharing. And they send you like an email saying like, I think you might be sharing, mm -hmm. but please don't do that. But they're not doing it. They're not actually stopping right. it. They're just, and um, I think Netflix has better security now, but they're net. So when they were a billion dollar company, right? They didn't, they didn't worry about sharing trials and, and abusing trials. Now that they're multiple hundreds of billion dollar company, like now they have probably a whole team of like 50 people who mm -hmm. all their job is, is to create artificial intelligence to make sure people aren't abusing their trial. But this guy who has a site that hasn't made any money yet yeah. has one guy who keeps signing up again. And he's just like too nervous to like reach out to them yeah. and say, Hey, please don't do that. So he wants us to, you know, build $50 million AI to help him keep his site from getting 
trial. You should just approve every member manually, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's another option. It's like if it really is serious to you that you yes. have control, you can put put more setup. walls yeah. between, you know. What do you think about doing a trial level that is limited access? <clears throat> okay. So it's not yeah. everything. It's yeah. you know, certain specific things that you think are enough to introduce your content, but you wouldn't care if people repeatedly accessed it. So it's, yeah. it's a trial. It's, you know, handpicked five to 10 pieces of content that you think they'll get enough of an experience to decide whether it's for them or not at a right. price. That's a, that's a really good idea. And then if they abuse that, they keep getting access to the I hope same you're watching thing. guy. You can, but they, no, I mean, I think the other option too, I hope that, he's moved along. Sometimes people I, yeah, can't really, move along. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. All right. Write that down. I was going to say, you know, I got the final word or you do. You started. Okay. I should have. Can be. I was, another option is charging for your trial. Okay. So everyone's enamored with free trials, yes. which are problematic in the sense that a lot of times you launch with a free trial and there is a room for it in the membership space. I've seen some people have success, like memberships that are that rely on active use and participation right. between members. Would like early influx. Yeah. You want to get a thousand free people in yeah. there, feel a bonding with a bunch of people and then want to stick around. Mm -hmm. So some of them stick. Um, some other cases where you're selling content or memberships that are more focused on courses and stuff, like giving access for free um, isn't necessarily the best. You know, charging a dollar or $7 mm -hmm. or $10 instead of a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. They're like singing down there. Um, I don't hear them. You know, charging a small amount will keep yes. people from abusing it because they have to get out their credit yeah. card. They have to pay a dollar. They don't want to, you know, they think it's free, you know. Um, so that's another option is like, hey, abuse my trial, but pay me a little bit every time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like when you see people do that, like you would just actively call them out. Be right. like, hey, like you used to try before and try it again. Like I can charge the other $100 yeah. to your, here's your credit a discount. card. Like yeah, maybe yeah. you should just go for it. I think um, you're interested. Interact in with your, yeah. your customers, you know. Yeah. So there's other options. Trials. All right, Kim, you're going to introduce this one too. This is, um, I mean, oh, this is interesting. Okay. So we're kind of at a place where our team is growing. The people who are leading development on add ons, plugins within our, you know, platform, they're taking ownership of them. I'm taking more ownership of some of the add ons. Mm -hmm. And, to up to a certain point, we all would have stuff approved, looked at by Jason, get like the final stamp of approval mm -hmm. before something was put out there. And now we're at a place where it's just at a size where that's not that possible anymore. And I was thought back to a conversation with Aaron Jorben at WordCamp after a party for WordCamp Lancaster, maybe three years Shout ago, two years ago. Yeah. Seems and like he told us a story year. about a a team he was leading and a person on his team who told him something was ready to release and launch. And he probably was in that same position, always checking it, always approving it. And he got to a place where he said, if you think it's ready, go for it, push it. And he allowed that person to own the success and own the failure own the issues that surround releasing code, releasing a new design. I'm not sure what it was. And unfortunately in that story, he told the person did release a bug and they had to deal with the fallout. They had to clean it up. 
uh, Aaron was there to help, you know, Mm -hmm. that process, but he reflected on it that that person learned more about the process of pushing the process of deciding when something's ready than they would have ever learned by just handing it off and saying, you know, you review it, you push it. I think it's ready, you know? So I think we're kind of going to try this and I'm trying to personally do this, Mm -hmm. run less things by you, you know, not because I don't want consensus, but because it's just not going to be possible. Yeah. As stuff grows. There's a lot of time, like having employees is like having kids and, you know, because people are people and there's so many things where you, you, you can tell someone something over and over again and they won't really learn until they experience it for mm-hmm. themselves. And whether it's, you know, your kids messing with the dog and they're going to get bit, they kind of just have to like get hurt, you know, yeah, and then that figure that out. <laughs> um, and they may or may not learn, but they're definitely yeah. not going to learn by saying, you know, I was like, well, you do this for me. Like, uh, yeah. It's like how many, yeah. Every day running down the driveway, don't run down the driveway. You might trip. It's like, they don't yeah. hear it. Like they're going to trip and get hurt and they probably won't die. <laughs> and that's what they have to do to learn that running down the driveway is dangerous. And if they never fall, maybe they're just like way more athletic than me and they are yeah. able to run down the driveway. Um, so it's the same thing with employees that there's things like pushing releases mm-hmm. uh, in software that need to be tested and need, mm-hmm. you need to make sure it's not going to break things. And if us as you know, the lead developers are always catching things right. for them, they, you know, it's human nature. It's not really like they intend to do it, but if they know that someone's got their back and is going to catch it right. when they test, when they, they're not you know going to test it as well. And when they, you know, think things through, they're not going to think about all the different um, things that could go wrong. Um, they're going to just, you know, do something quick and, and kind of know that someone's there to catch them. So you kind of have to give them space to yes. fail and because there's so much learning and failure. And as a business owner, you have to like let go and let things be not perfect. Um, and everyone's why surprised because um, that letting go also gives them room to be creative and try things that you didn't tee up for them. And you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that solution. That's actually better. Or like, I never would have thought, you know, to market things that way. Right. Or I want to write it up. That's really good. Um, and there's going to be kind of, you know, to, downsides. Yeah. And then roll you, back. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're at this point where like, where more of our job in this business at around, you know, 14 people or so is um, building the people rather than the software. We got to build the people who are going to build the software. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Sound very somber. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's um, interesting. I think it's a good lesson for anyone who's leading a team to create kind of micro versions, safe space right. versions of yeah. that. And whether it's like leading a team initiative, like we let Travis, we I think we were traveling or we were just unable and he ran a team meeting and then we were like, wow, he does it better than I do. He does now he so runs good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets, you know, you have to create the, you know, chance to see that growth and, mm-hmm. you know, show them that, you know, we expect this of you. We are giving you this thing to take care of and, you know, run with it. Mm-hmm. How do you do that for your kids? Hmm. Yeah, it's called like there's terms for this called like scaffolding. Like you want to right. make them be there to That's catch the them. Thing. You know, but it's like the same theory for employees, I think. And like training wheels. Training and wheels. 
in our business, it's like, hey, you you control an add-on. Right. And the amount of damage you can do is limited to just the users of this add-on, not the full business. Um, you know, you build like a little sandbox of sorts for them to right. have, you know, they're going to get a little hurt, but not a lot, you know. Um, and hopefully they learn from that. And now they've learned. They can, you know. Well, what's, what's the worst thing we ever... Like something happened that we release. hand up. Oh, you have for a story us? like personally that you were like, oh, maybe you shouldn't even say. Oh, yes. Like something and you we're were totally like, doing holy moly. Yeah. Okay. We were working on the code that creates cron jobs in WordPress and How for PM Prab. This was years. two, three years ago. Okay. Um, so members expire. Mm-hmm. We add code that's like, hey, every day, check if anyone's mm-hmm. expired and expire them. There was an issue in that part of the code. So it only runs once a day. But when I was testing, I had to be like, like set it up. Mm. So I, you know, like, uh, or actually it wasn't, actually it wasn't the expiration code. It was the code that like sets up the expiration code. So I was like, it that only runs when you activate the plugin. Okay. But I was testing. I was like, just pretend you were activated and create the cron job. I need this. Now I didn't know that WordPress lets you create multiple cron jobs that are identical. Oh wow. Which I think is a flaw. I looked for a ticket. I think we need to build something to keep other developers from doing okay. this. But I forgot to take out my code that says activate, like, you know, pretend you're being activated. So that code ran every time the admin was loaded. Luckily, it wasn't oh. the front end. It was only the admin. Okay. Um, but what that did was that created a cron. Every time you hit the admin, every page load, it would create a cron job. And on the worst cases, this was like 40,000 plus like they had multiple admins over the course of a week before we could figure out what was going on. Yeah. And what we do is the database had like 20 real cron jobs and our 40,000 fake ones. And WordPress didn't know that they were all the same. And the, when the cron would run, it's like, okay, I got to try to look for expired members 40,000 times. And it like, you know, servers were blowing up. So not only like, was that bad? We had to stop that, but it, it didn't automatically clean no. itself up. We had to write scripts and then, we created like a SQL script people could use. We create, we did had an update. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We pushed the update out with the script and said, Hey, when you activate the new version of PM pro clear out the old data, but yeah. their, their website might've been so hammered from the issue. Couldn't it couldn't even get to running our script oh, or so it's like, Oh, like, so our automatic script and cleared up. You have to actually like disable PM pro and run this cleanup script we built. That might not even work if it was so bad because it would time out. So like, or go to SQL. So yeah, that was horrendous. And for like, you know, a month, Yeah. some people didn't notice because it would, it, it was the kind of thing where like, if you had like five, if you hit, hit your admin like 500 times and your host was decent and wouldn't actually break, but it was just like heavy users, you know, yeah. after a certain point when it got to like 501 mm-hmm. crons, then it like your site it's just like, stopped working. I so we pushed an update heavy. that just, you know, crashed. Yeah. Or we DDoSed ourselves that one we time. We did DDoS. I was thinking of that. Oh uh, yeah. That was a good one. Man, we've learned a lot. So it went I, in, uh, it's been oh. better. And it, this is kind of related to that the top the trial topic. Okay. That, that there's, um, so it's like that's a mistake. Yes. It blew up. It was really bad. Sometimes we have problem customers, and mm. our employees have to figure out how to deal with problem customers, like yes. the guy who wanted the trial stuff to work yes. exactly how he wanted. Um, and when that came up, one of our employees was like, "I could take this," and I really thought yeah. that employee could take it. Like yeah. he's smart. He could explain what I explained about how the trial works and he could nicely tell him we're not going to be able to help him. Um, but I was like, there's such a high chance that mm-hmm. this person like asked, I don't even think, was he a customer? At the no. Time? no, it was like, does a one star review or yells back or causes like a fuss. I was like, I don't, I'm going to insulate my yes. employee from that. 
it's better like if I take that guy off and get the one star review, it's like it's all on me. I'm the business owner, and this but if he does, like our employees gonna feel bad. Like I could have done better. I'm like, no, you couldn't have done better. So, um, yeah, that's another thing where. I don't know, how is that related? I was thinking it's related was because <laughs> we're talking about this, yeah. you know, the sandbox is safe space yeah. for team members to try and lead and you know sink or swim. Yeah. But it's not anything. It's yeah, only sometimes even stuff they, things that they you definitely know that, are capable of, you're gonna insulate them from the blowback, yes. you know, because that's yes. like I'll take responsibility for these really tough things. And if something goes wrong, yes, it's a decision okay. of like scope of use too. You know, there's certain add-ons that will remain important for you to mm -hmm. preview. The core plugin, for sure, for some yeah. time, you're still going to have to be in charge of, um, in part because all the plugins we push to .org, the theme we push to .org has requirements that we don't want to screw up mm -hmm. because of the backlash of getting, you know, delisted and stuff like that. The add-ons are a little bit of a safer space because they're, Maybe the installs are lower. Yeah. And, you know, we're very quick to push out an update if an add-on has a flaw. There's no yeah. review process. There's no wait and see. You know, it, it can happen very fast. Okay. There's a review. I mean, there's no review process. <laughs> like the plug-in review no. team, oh, they don't yeah. have to wait oh, for yeah, it yeah. to gotcha. go through yeah. their queue, even though that's yeah. very, very fast Yeah, at times. You know, if they've it's caught just, an yeah. issue in something, yeah. they're going to look closely at the repair gotcha. job. We control you know? it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, good last word. Next topic. Uh, this topic is about um, my inability to give away my services on Twitter. <laughs> so, on Twitter. On Twitter. So we have a site-wide sales plugin mm -hmm. that we've built. It works for WooCommerce now. It's kind of soft launched. You can go sitewidesales.com. You can buy it mm -hmm. at a discount. Until, hey, we're going to raise the prices eventually. Go out and buy it. Uh, but we're going to have like a full launch yes. soon. Uh, we want to prepare for the full launch mm -hmm. by getting some feedback by real sites. Why we call it a soft launch is we're going slow. Yes. We don't want to like make a big fuss, email everybody, do a big discount and get a thousand people using it. And then they're like, this actually puts 40,000 cron jobs in my database and slows my site down. Like, how did you let that through? And they're like, yeah. oh no. Or even, that thing again. Or even something like... Like, have you guys run a WooCommerce site? Because you know everyone uses this other plugin for something and it has to work with that. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, so we want kind of like to slowly gain WooCommerce users and make sure it works. We also want to get data, like yes. so the I mean we have data in the membership space from people using the the plugin there mm -hmm. from us and like um, customers that we kind of work closely with and other people talk in general um, about the plugin is in the the Black Friday space, yes. like running sales on your site. How well does the sale do? You know, right. how can what can you expect? And you know, how easy is it to set up? So this is my pitch. Like, well, I pitched on Twitter. I said, hey, if you if you're making ten thousand dollars a month on your e-commerce site, I want to help you for free to work out a plan to set up a site-wide sale on your site. We want you. And yeah, I'm I'm going to help you. You know, I usually charge three hundred dollars an hour just to talk to me. On and when the phone. he says he'll help you, that means that I will. <laughs> I'm going to talk too. to you and ask him to do all this stuff on the side. Um, yeah, and if there's design stuff for sure. Uh, so, but we want I like I want to work with someone with a successful store to like run a sale and help them make money right now. Right. Um, we but, did a talk last night yeah. about running a sale now. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're new to running sales and you've never 
if it's a new e-commerce store, if this is the first year you feel like you're in a place to actually run a promotion during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday period, that you can, you know, figure it out now, run one now, similar time frame, you know, similar, maybe not the same discount, but a discount yeah. and just learn a lot about yeah. that process. Um, so we started pitching, yeah. maybe we could, but well, that's a good point. Can we make a pitch that we can crop out and put on Twitter? Because when I posted okay. to Twitter just saying I would do this, no one replied. Okay. And then I said, hey, you don't have to make $10,000, even if it's five. Um, what kind of site? Are we looking for yeah. a site that isn't? This, oh, go ahead. I think maybe we're this looking is our for pitch. This is the start of the pitch. Crop here. What are we okay. looking for? We are looking for a boutique e-commerce store. Maybe it's a handmade good. It's something mm -hmm. unique. They have a decent volume of sales and you're already kind of wrapping your brain maybe around what you're going to do for black Friday. If you're going to offer a promotion. Yeah. Um, and we're advocating, try it now, start it now. And if your site is run on WooCommerce, yeah. we would like to help you set up the sale using the site wide sales plugin, which would include a banner ad, a landing page for the sale configuration of that discount. Um, and just kind of handholding through the process yeah. of operating it. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We're looking and for you. Yeah, are you, you have a successful WooCommerce store? Just, maybe you don't think it's successful. It makes a little bit of money. There has to be some traffic to the site already. And um, we'll help you set up a sale. Maybe you've set up sales in the past and they didn't work for you. Like we have a formula that works. Yes. Uh, you know, like this combination of banner, landing page, reporting, and some of our tips on how you can market this and, mm -hmm. and reach out to people to do it. I, this bundle, it works for us. When yeah. we... When we run a Black Friday sale in November, typically we had in November, we made about $40,000 for the month of November. We ran a Black Friday sale and made $20,000 in one week in November. Um, and we make even more now when we run sales. I think our last spring sale, um, we, we just started a sale now. Yes. And can we look at stats? I guess we can. <laughs> look at stats. I'm making money, right? I'm running a sale on my site right now. And I'm I still amazed that. that this works, yeah. that you know, there's been, oh, down low. 15, that 15 is how many sales there were today at the sale price, you know, equating to $2,955 we've made on our sale today. It started um, this morning. Our first email yeah. was at 10 a.m. So hours. what is that? Yeah. Six hours ago? Yeah. Now, to yeah. be fair, we have a pretty big shop that, you know, makes pretty good money. But we haven't hey, run a sale in a yeah, while. Maybe you're not typically making $100,000 a month, making $10,000 a month, but hey, like an extra $300 in a few hours would be really nice over the course of the sale. And on that last day of the sale, they really pitch in. Yeah. Like, so, hey, I want to help you make like 25% of your monthly revenue in a week, 50% of your monthly revenue in a week, potentially. And I'll set it up for free. Our best practices, we'll set it up. Our expertise, while we're poking around your site, not poking around, but like talking to you, we'll probably notice some other things you could do better. Um, you know, we've been working in WordPress forever, uh, and I want to do that free of charge. And in return, all yes. I want to be able to do is keep track of the stats and get your honest feedback. Yeah. Um, so that's my pitch. Reach out to us. Use the contact form. Hit me up Thanks. on Twitter. DMs Jason underscore Coleman. Anyone who can anyway, give us a thumbs finally. up on any of this and advocate that we're nice people who aren't <laughs> scammy and horrible. Please yeah, let us I don't know. know. Like, does it sound like? Yeah. No, so. it doesn't. I think we're nice. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. That's my pitch. All right. Cut. Not <laughs> the video, but just that part. So we okay. can edit it. Yeah, we're going to post that. That's fun. I guess we have a little time. We were shooting for an hour and we have disappointing pitch cycle. 16 minutes. Do you want to talk about that one?
Oh, hey, Maybe, how about for, you know what? Can I can I do a, a a new segment? Is it nerd shit? No, it's life? different. It's like well, sure. Like every week. Is it? We we have him time. We have to prop up the laptop. Okay. So it's eye level for the camera. We're just mm-hmm. using our camera laptop. Kind of, you know. Yes. Not the high squad here. No. Um, and we got these big ass books from the library. Last week we were using um the Sandman comics, Sandman the, comics. the big five box set. Yeah, it's like the anthology of yeah. Sandman. Yep. So Sandman graphic novels, look those yeah. up. They come in a big anthology that you can, you know, prop doors, prop things up with. Uh, and this week we have Brandon Sanderson's giant ass thousand page fantasy books, the um the Way of Kings series, yeah. um I don't Stormlight Stormlight things. Archives series. Uh, so I have three of those giant three inch thick books. Probably take a photo our, of it. So yeah. <laughs> so every week I'll, you know, we'll find different giant books to prop up our laptop with and we can. Well, I don't share. have giant books cause I don't read giant books. I read just a Kindle. <laughs> Kindle. What can I use? I don't know. Sacks of flour or. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Baked goods. We're that out. olive oil yeah. jar you got today. Yeah, that's what kind of olive oil. You could bounce a laptop use. on that. Yeah, you it's could. Nice. I don't know. It's Maybe cool. we'll see. Yeah. Or we could, you could build something. Yeah. But yeah. I can build this thing out of wood. You know, that's what we use now forever. <laughs> um, all right. What else? Oh, we had one more topic, but it, was there, I cut you off. Was there something else? Um, to... It's funny how it shows up three times. We're yeah. just commenting. I'm debating between this oh, topic and then the one I said. left off last. Okay. Oh, okay. Last week mm-hmm. about that user I blocked on the GitHub for being. You blocked demeaning. a user on GitHub? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you want, let's talk about that. It's How interesting. Women in tech get a lot of shit. Yeah. And people assume that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we had a person I had communicated with via email, via GitHub, and. Clearly I understood their problem. You know, other people on our team who read it told me that I understood their problem. I addressed their problem. They just didn't either understand or like my response. We're um, getting it right now. Okay. <laughs> Is there a way to ban, ban this, this person? Oh, let me click show. No. Hide. Hi. Oh, that showed it. <laughs> yeah, it's on the thing. Yeah. That's what show does. Uh, okay. I don't know, I don't know how to figure it out off. later. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway. So. <laughs> I think it's great as we talk about this. We we're talking about demeaning women. In yeah. Tech, and there's like and a guy just saying, random. Okay. okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so they wrote back on the GitHub issue, you know, let me explain it slowly for you. Oh, yeah. And then they expanded again on what they already had said. And then they wrote, you know, is that more clear? Do you understand it now? Yeah. And, you know, part of me was like, am I just taking this personally? Yeah. Is this person not nice? Not, yeah. And you had a similar situation nice recently uh, where you were like, is that person as bad as they're thinking? Yes, yes. You yeah. know, that person is. So I think rather than um, doubt as a woman hmm. that yeah. he, was he being demeaning to me or not, you know, I should assume yes. So I just said, like, I have the power to block this person from everything interacting with github from interacting with us it's like yeah. the first person you banned from github yeah so i banned them yeah because i don't Good. think i need to keep going back and forth or yeah yeah, yeah. listening People. to them like you know it's a platform we support and yeah. i don't know i would do the it's, same for you i'm just what, very reactive like that like i would like 
I mean, yeah, sometimes people yeah. give me crap, you know, or right. um, also like it happens to, uh, we had a support agent who was Indian and mm-hmm. people would give him crap. That's being, right. They know. would ask for a different person. Uh, yeah. And I saw somewhere, um, man, maybe I could find it, put it in the show notes. A um, There's like an article of someone who worked in tech support of some sort and they pretended it was a woman who pretended oh, yeah. to be a man for like a week. Yeah. And she was like, this is crazy. This is what it's like for you guys. Yeah. Like they just, you tell them the answer and they just say, thank you and listen to you. <laughs> like you don't have to explain <laughs> like, to them magic. like your credentials and like, you know, they ask you a question, you have expertise and you answer and then it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's amazing. Like her experience as a woman is that she always has to like repeat herself and back yeah. up and people don't really yeah. listen. Um, and almost like, I think the, the lesson of that article was almost like, yeah, you should just like give in and have your women pretend to be men when they're answering things. But like, that feels wrong, but I mean, totally wrong. verse, like, I think it's wrong, but also like verse, you, you know, I mean, we're not going to like change society right. overnight. We're going to, um, the upside was that I think it was the very next day I had a support person in our paid channels and I replied just because it was a good ticket for me and timing. Mm-hmm. And they, their first, it was a man. And his first response was like, wow, I like kind of just can't believe that the founder of this business is addressing my ticket. Like, thank you for taking time for me. Uh, yeah. And I was like, perfect. Oh. Yeah. Like, they're not all like yeah, this some people. horrible person, you know, um, which was good. Yeah. So I think I need to recognize it. Oh, when there's a positive experience. When there's a positive yeah, experience. That's hard. But I don't know that it's easy for men to provide a positive experience, yeah. you know, in a clear way that isn't just, you know, just being nice, period, and being treating everyone equally nice. You can't, like, you know, call out that you're, like, you know, you're a woman and you're awesome. Yeah. You know, that's weird. That's demeaning, too. So it's just weird. But, yeah, I blocked them. So anyone watching, I guess, knows that if they it's hard, cross like, me. I think Andrew in support then that day was, like, they're mean to Kim. They're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was totally. like, yeah. Good for you. I never even looked at the ticket. No, I was like, should I even is. look at it? Because I probably would have got more upset than you. I told you not. I'd be like, I'm going to go find this person. Find <laughs> <them>. <laughs> yeah, even everyone knows. We talked about how non-confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> but I could get riled up if I Maybe. see people treating me poorly. Thanks. Um, yeah, you're welcome. It's like, <laughs> um, and also just supporting you, like, Someone's not listening, like, right? you know, I support you, like, not, you know. It was interesting there was no, like, fallout from that. Like They didn't find us on some other I guess media. not, unless just, like, they did, but they butt, so far. Which is good. There's been no fallout from it, which is Yeah. Good. You do worry about that. There's users that we block from upgrading their membership or, you know, are put a hard line on through .org support, and then you're just kind of waiting like how, where's it gonna come at me next you know i feel like i don't like you don't really interact in the um like developer communities on twitter no. or um you know like hacker news type sites and things like this but this is like a known phenomenon with like women in tech where they will post like a, a tweet like ah, i just spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out an issue and like i had misspelled something yeah i misspelled a variable name mm-hmm. lol me um everyone posts something like that yeah but when the men do it, it's like, yeah, I know, right? That's things. Yeah. When the women do it, like, yeah, they're like, do you know how to like turn on like syntax checking in oh your IDE, gosh. or can I help you, whatever? Or just you know, they just get like this? endlessly or, like, like yeah, told just, why they yeah, were men come out to you know white knight and give them solutions, and they're like, 
I wasn't asking for help. I was just sharing a funny story, like move on. And they have to deal with that all the time. Um, I don't know how you do it. I guess um, men don't have like that version of things. Right. It seems, um, you know, yeah, for whatever reason. It's, it, well, I think it's like men who do it. Men don't like doing it to other men as much. I mean, maybe they do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In know. some ways, but it's nothing. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it definitely seems like yeah, it's that kind of issue that is more prominent over there. It's, yeah, whenever you deal with someone who's not listening. Yeah. But it felt good to block the person and just wash my hands of it. So. Yeah. Like this person we're going to block. I don't know how to block the person. We will. Everyone on Periscope, you're getting some really ra- <laughs> raunchy messaging uh, from oh, user 911293612. We'll be gone with that Ban one. him, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, we could have bonus topic for eight minutes. Okay, um, go for it. Yeah. Bonus topic. Uh, I was reminded of a post by Amy Hoy. Mm-hmm. I shared it with our team then. And it's like, um, I think it's like eight ways to really piss off your customer. I'll find the real link and put it <laughs> in your, in the show notes. Um, but it's like, yeah, eight ways to like really piss off your customers. Like, okay. AKA don't do these things. Yeah. Um, and number three on the list, I think is number three is like, don't be a psychopath. Um, and it talks about how like people will have issues. They'll be like complaining about something and since they're really upset and you could reply to them harshly and quickly mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? We don't have to help you with that. Peace out. Bye. Yeah. You're out of here. Um, and this is a little bit of the opposite. Actually, it's kind of, it's like, understand that like there's a, a few things in life that people get really defensive about and like defending their wife's honor is one and like money is another one that like money is a really big deal yeah and some people like they've given you their money they feel you know they're like really upset about like wasting that money or they're giving it to a bad you know and and to have some empathy in dealing with customers who are getting upset and try to see their position and be polite and handle them and I mean, the other thing is to like not be short with them to kind of explain and, and try to be transparent and caring. And sometimes that's hard. Like I, when I get pulled into support requests, I have a bunch of other things to do. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you want to do that? We have an article about that. Here's the link. Okay. And it wasn't like, you know, the filler copy of, you know, like, oh, thank you for being a member. Like, that's really great. And I'm so sorry that you're having this issue. Like it comes up a lot and I hope that we can help you figure it out. Here's an article that like you can really pat it out and like deliver it a little bit better, but sometimes you're quick or sometimes you, you do pat it out, but use like a canned reply and they can yeah, tell it's canned. Clear. And man, when you use a canned reply like that and it misses the mark where you're like, Oh, it sounds like a caching issue, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Even if it is kind of nicely worded, that's almost worse. Cause they're like, I know it's not a caching issue. I'm not, you're not listening. Kind of, yeah. Like yeah, you're not you're listening to me. Yeah, sir. So this was, it, it was like the reminder to like be understanding and try not be a psychopath at the same time some people are like total shitheads as i'm reading this i'm like i'm like yeah maybe like i go too far but like some people are total shitheads and you really are like this person is terrible like they're yeah. insulting you like how are you supposed to i can't keep you as a customer if you're gonna insult me right. but you know um I how get, do we get back from here really yeah, like yeah. they're how do you get yeah. back from a relationship where they are so angry and done and the bridge know, of trust has been like, destroyed and there's yeah. no way to repair it like this relationship yeah. is over and i mean i think what i do is like how can we maintain integrity in those situations right. while we calmly explain to them why they're an asshole and we're banning them? 
Right. Um, you, that's what you would write. Why you're an asshole, and then you race <laughs> asshole and write something a little bit nicer. Um, but like, hey, like this actually isn't going to work, and I hope you figure it out. But I'm really sorry, like you know, blah. blah. So it's like try. There's like a there is a middle ground. Sometimes it's hard to find of like maintaining integrity with these crazy people while you like push them away from your yeah. life and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I was reading that. We can post that's a link weird. to your dealing with hate. Yeah, that's related. Yeah. How to do that. It's a immersion and acceptance over many years. <laughs> yeah, there's that's a lot of yeah. Or have someone else handle the email for you so that yeah. it damages their site instead of yours. But not as much because they're not no. as invested as we are. That's right. And so they can kind of shrug it off. Yes. They don't take it as personally. And yeah, you got to just do things in your life to de-stress and handle it. You know, stuff sometimes. All right, these mean folks. Is this on a bad note? <laughs> I don't know, but we're good. We're Positive. at time. Positive note. <laughs> we're going to go hang with your dad. Yeah, we're going to go play in the creek. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, cool. thanks for listening to uh, episode two therapy session. Episode two. Same time, probably not next. Where are we going to be camping? Yeah, next we're going to be sometime? camping. So yeah, we're either we'll record from okay. streaming from the woods or recording and showing it. As recording, as play it later. Saturday? We do that. I don't know. We'll figure or, it out. We'll be back Friday evening. Oh, okay. We can do it. Late Friday. Okay. If we get back, if we don't get eaten by a bear, we'll see. All right. All right. See Thanks, everybody. All. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.